your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for tonight. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Teach us. Guide us into all truth. Guide us into your will for our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated. Good to see you too. How to pray at dawn. <laughs> So our key scripture is found in Mark chapter 1, verses 34 to 36. In Mark 1, 34, the Bible says, And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. Hallelujah. Now that scripture, Mark 135, you better understand it when you know about what is known as the watches of the night. Now the watches of the night were the divisions of the night, which were used for, if you like, security or for guarding. So there were two systems. The Jewish system and the Roman system. Now, according to the Jewish system, there were 12 hours in the night, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So that's why when Jesus went praying all night, it was not like the all nights we have where we start at 10 and close at 4. No, Jesus prayed 12 hours, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Because you see, I think it's John chapter 9 where he says, that, Are there not 12 hours in a day? So day is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The first hour of the day is 6 a.m. for the Jews. And then the last of the day is 6 p.m. The night begins for, for 12 hours. So what is known as the first watch of the night? The Jews had three watches. The first watch of the night was between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. The second watch of the night or the middle watch was between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And then the last watch or the third watch was between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. So the Romans had a slightly difference. They had four watches. So when, when you hear a Jew speaking, you will say the middle watch. Because the middle watch is between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's another, another name for the second watch. But the Romans had four watches. 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. was the first watch. So if you had four people guarding a place on sentries or security, one would be awake between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. And the other three would be asleep nearby. So that in the, in the case of any challenge, they, they could rise at a shout and come and help their friend. But after three hours, he was free to go and sleep. 
Whilst the second person on the second watch came between 9 p.m. and midnight. That was the second watch. Then the third watch was between 12 midnight and 3 a.m. And then the fourth watch was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. I, I, I think it's quite clear, isn't it? Now, you see, when I remember this, I remember a story of somebody who was in the medical student's hostel in Kolebu. Someone parked his car around 11 p.m. And went up to his room to pick something. I mean, a student, he parked his car to pick something and came back. By the time he came back, his car tip had been stolen. 11 p.m. You know, and I remember the answer when the security or the watchman was interrogated. He said, oh, now me the hell It's like, I was just, I was, I was just asleep here. Just here, no. So I'm, I'm surprised I didn't hear. Do you get me? And you see, it's because he's a night watchman, but he's a day watchman somewhere else. So he stayed awake all day. And you can't expect somebody who has stayed awake all day to also be awake all night. I don't know whether you get what it is. So it's like a very pragmatic system to have. But of course, you have to be able to have money to pay four people. One who is awake from six to nine and sleeps the rest of the time. And one who sleeps from six p.m. to 3 a.m. and is awake for the last watch. But when you study this verse, Mark 135, very carefully, you realize that the words that were used indicate that Jesus was up at the last watch of the night to pray. So that means that Jesus either prayed from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. or prayed from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Three, uh, three hours at least. And if you compare it to this prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed for three hours, and I mean, he, he, he prayed for a minimum of three hours. Now, the first, the first, um, reason. So I'll share with you seven reasons why you should pray at dawn so that it makes you, you are, you are, you are, you are comfortable with praying at dawn. Now, the first reason is that, Praying at dawn will help you develop one of the most important habits of your life. Praying at dawn will help you to develop one of the most important habits of your life. Now, I remember Dr. Yonggi Cho, who is the father of the church growth movement and the cell system. I mean, a modern church growth movement and the cell system. He is the one who also regularly used to wake up at 3 a.m., and pray till 6 a.m. In fact, there was a time when he was supposed to have retired. You know, he was not really preaching actively and all that. And I think he even, I don't know what happened to his but he said he virtually became sick or unwell. Then he said, No, I'll go back to that routine. I'll go back to my time of waking up at 3 and he would wake up at 3 and he would have his bath and dress up as if he was going out and then go to his study and pray we are talking about an important prayer habit in the beautiful book The Art of Leadership that our father Bishop Dagbord most wrote he talked about habits and one particular point about the habits that I like to mention it says that every successful leader 
has a number of good habits that have brought him to success. You know, I was reading Exodus about, um, yes, Exodus chapter 7, verse 15. Exodus 7.15 This is an instruction from God to Moses. He says, Get thee unto Pharaoh in the morning. Lo, he goeth out unto the water. And thou shalt stand by the river's brink. Give me a new version like NLT. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. This is, this is the Pharaoh who was Pharaoh in Moses' time. Now look at another Pharaoh in Genesis 41.1. The Pharaoh in Joseph's time. In Genesis 41.1. It says, two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. It struck me as I read it that it seems that they had a kind of habits of going to the river in the morning. Okay. Now if you know that they consider the Nile as a god, then you can see that he was going to seek some spiritual power or refreshment or reinforcement or yeah, at that time. That you cannot be a successful person without some powerful habits. What you are saying is that by the grace of God, if you wake up to pray in the morning, you are developing a powerful habit. It says it's what? It is one of the most important habits of your life. Some years ago, someone gave my wife a biography. She picked it up from a library. A biography of Bill Gates. And he had stated there, that's the only thing I remember from that book, that he goes away for weeks. He calls them reading weeks. He goes away. Just goes away. And all he does is reading. When you read, you have ideas. When you have ideas, you are likely to be rich. You understand me? So I, I am telling you that uh, uh, we are being told here that praying at dawn will help you to develop one of the most important habits of your life. May you establish yourself in praying at dawn. Amen. Number two, it's a short Bible study so that we'll go home and sleep early and wake up at dawn and pray. <laughs> Number two, praying at dawn will help you to read your Bible and grow in the word. Wow. Praying at dawn will help you to read your Bible and grow in the word. Now you need to develop a habit of reading the word as well. You know, I'll tell you what. Spiritual habits are not easy to form. Oh yes. That's why you must form them when you are young. And that's why you must try to persist. So that you can really form the habits. Now in another of our father's books. Transform your pastoral ministry. There's a very powerful statement about. 
nine steps to praying for a long time. And our father shares this very, very important point where he says that read your Bible whilst you are praying. Now, in our in our camp that we are listening to for this quarter, the atmosphere camp, we are we are we, we are told, and by the by the way, on Saturday, by the grace of God, we are all coming here to have a roots rally from 7 a.m. Yes. It says, read your Bible and other books as you pray. Now, he describes what is known as a prayer atmosphere. Now, a prayer atmosphere is like what we have at dawn, where we've gathered to pray about certain specific topics. But he also talks about a waiting on God atmosphere, which is slightly different from a prayer atmosphere. In a waiting on God atmosphere, you've arrived in the presence of God, but you are not in a hurry or you, you, you don't have an agenda. And that is beautifully described in Acts chapter 13. Where the Bible talks about from verse 1. Where it says there were certain prophets and teachers in the church that was at Antioch. Now there were, there were in the church that was at Antioch. Certain prophets and teachers. That means there were, a, there were a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. As Barnabas and Simeon. That was called Niger. That means he was a black man. Okay. And Lucius of Cyrene. That means he was from around Libya. That's Cyrene. Area so, and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, that means there were big shots among them, hmm. and Saul, who was a Jew. <laughs> you see, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, so they were they were before the Lord, and in this year, this year you should find times to go and be with the Lord. Where you are just being with the Lord. Just being there. Because in that atmosphere, God can speak to you. And I hear, I, 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 I believe God will speak to you this year many times. And give you direction for your life. Because as they were praying and ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Even your promotion in ministry is going to come as a result of your waiting on God. Because there were prophets and teachers, but from, from that moment, they became apostles in addition. Saul and Barnabas. Okay? So praying at dawn will help you to read your Bible. And what I'm saying is that when you are in that place where you are waiting on God or praying, you're woken up. Your Bible, your quiet time is an important part of what you are doing. Because you see, you you are waking up to talk to God. But I'll say that it's even more important for God to talk to you. And uh, uh, the prophet illustrated this when he said he brought Dr. Yogi Cho down to come in. And this, was, this must have been 20, 2001 when Dr. Yogi Cho came and dedicated the Kolegona Cathedral and the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. He said he would go and sit with him. Dr. Angucho would, would, would order 
lobsters and be eating. And he will just sit with him to just hear him talk. Please, in the presence of a great person, speak less. I mean, speak, but don't be too, don't be too quiet, but also be keen to hear more. I don't know whether you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what? I was interviewing a group of young people. Young people. And I was talking about what to do in the presence of a great leader. And I told them that. I asked them that who is your, who are some of the leaders or powerful men of God or people that you would like to be with? So they mentioned different names. And one guy said he would like to be with Archbishop Idahosa. I said, oh wow, beautiful. Then I said, so when you meet him, what will you do? And he said something that I've never forgotten. He said, I'll tell him about power. I said, ah. you, you tell him what? He said, oh, power. <laughs> I said, power. <laughs> and I said, and I said, what is, what is power? I mean, I, I was quite amazed. I said, what, what, what do you mean by power? What do you mean by what you're going to tell Archbishop Ida when you mean about power? I said, oh, he said, it's a revelation that the Lord has given me. Power. P stands for power. A stands for authority. W stands for word. And another A stands for, I've forgotten, I've forgotten that one. Power. And I said, oh, I see. So when you meet Archbishop Idahosa, instead of you listening to what he has to tell, you are going to share with him about power. This power, that's this revelation, <laughs> this revelation that you have. What has it achieved in your life that he, was, he has an international ministry? You are going to share with him about power. Hey, I mean, I said, look, people are great too. <laughs> He's going to share with Archbishop Bidahosa about power. Lord has forgiven him. And when you read your Bible, you grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second Peter three eighteen, it says that. Second Peter three eighteen, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Yeah. Number three, praying at dawn will help you to fight prayerlessness. Prayerlessness. Prayerlessness is a deficiency disease. Deficiency diseases are caused by the absence of certain vitamins in your body. I don't know why a lot of us remember beriberi. No, I've never seen it before. But say vitamin B is absent. Then you have beriberi. Vitamin C is absent. You have scurvy. Yeah. But when the vitamin called prayer is absent, then you suffer from prayerlessness. First Samuel 23. First Samuel 23. Saul was talking to Samuel. Actually, Samuel and Saul was pleading with Samuel to continue praying for him. And this is what Samuel said. He said, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I'll teach you. The good and the right way. And Pastor Benihin talking about this verse made a statement. He said, he said, he said, 
Prayerlessness is not a weakness you have. It is a sin you have. <laughs> uh, so when, when, when you find yourself not praying, someone says, oh, me, I can't, it's so easy for me to pray or whatever you say. That, uh, and he said that don't, 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 don't go about talking about it as though oh, it's one of those things that, you know, I'm not praying. No, you are actually sinning. Because you see, in this context, Saul, uh, Samuel was saying that if I do not pray for you, I'm sinning. But it can well be extrapolated. If you are not praying at all, you are also sinning. Because not praying is a sign that you've got it all sorted out. You've got everything under control. So you don't really need God, which is actually the sin of Adam and Eve. The sin that the devil made them do. You see, because God told them that, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then he came and said that, oh, if you eat of the tree, see, because God wanted them to maintain a relationship with him. Because remember that God didn't, God didn't um, prohibit them from eating of the tree of life. No, no, no. It was after they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that they said, no, no. These people who have become like this, if they eat of the tree of life and live forever, it will be a problem. They have to die so that other people will come who also, do you understand me? So, but he said, eat of the tree of life and then have a relationship with me because we need to depend on God for God to direct us and all that. But Satan came and sold them the, um, the, the, the belief or the the plan that, oh, you also be as God. You don't need to pray. So you know the difference good and you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to consult God. You also become a small God in your own rights. So when you don't pray, you are saying that, yes, yeah, I'm also, you know, ordaining home. I have my, 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 my things. I, I'm, I'm okay. And which is, which is a sin? It's a sin of pride. It's a sin of self-sufficiency. But from today, you never suffer from that sin again in the name of Jesus. Because you are going to wake up and pray at dawn. Hallelujah. Number four. Praying at dawn will enable you to fight shallowness. Shallowness. Luke chapter 8 verse 13. Luke chapter 8 verse 13. Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower. He says, They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. And these have no roots which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. Let me show you some people who received a word. And in time of temptation fell away. Exodus chapter 5. Verse 3. Give me something like NLT. Or NIV. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of Hebrews has met with us. They declare. So let us take a three day journey into the wilderness. So we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't. He will kill us with a plague or with a sword. I realize that. Do you know when Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. They, all they wanted was three days. If you look at all their accounts. It wasn't like free the people and let them go. 
No, it was three days. And Pharaoh, instead of listening to God and letting them go for three days, he hardened his heart and lost them forever. <laughs> All the, the whole workforce was lost. Hmm. May we flow with God's terms. Yeah, it's easier to flow on God's terms. Next verse. Pharaoh replied, Moses, Pharaoh replied, Moses, Moses, why are you distracting the people from their tasks? Get back to, to work. You know, before this chapter, Moses and Aaron had gone to the people and said, God has told us to come and release you. And the people received it with happiness. But now, the word, you see, because anytime you receive a revelation or a word from God, something will come to test that word. So, next verse. Lord, uh, look, there are many of your people in the land and you are stopping them from their work. That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite four men. Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves. So it means that now, instead of the straw being at the site where the bricks were being made, they have to go and do double work by going to bring the straw and to come and make the bricks. Next verse. But still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. <laughs> That's why they are crying out. Let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Next verse. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That will teach them to listen to lies. <laughs> so Moses and Aaron were the ones who are supposed to be the liars. So next verse. So the slave drivers and foremen went out and told the people, this is what Pharaoh says, I will not provide any more straw for you. Go and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can. But you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in set of stubble to use as straw. It was not easy for them. What's the next verse? Meanwhile, the Egyptians... Slave drivers continue to push hard, meet your daily quarter of bricks, just as you did when we provided you with straw. They demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foremen they had put in charge of the work. <laughs> Why haven't you met your quotas? Either yesterday or today, they demanded. <laughs> Mercy. Next verse, we are reading. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Please, don't treat your servants like this. They begged. We are giving no straw, but the slave drivers still demand, make bricks. We are being beaten. But it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, you are just lazy. Lazy. That's why you are saying, let us go and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. And look at the next verse. It says, the Israelite foremen could see that they were in serious trouble when they were told you must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. And as they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside for them. <laughs> what did they tell Moses and Aaron? May the Lord judge and punish you. 
These are the people who are coming to free them. Who, when they told them that we are <laughs> very happy, sir. Now may the Lord punish you for making that thing before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands, an excuse to kill us. You know, so what we are saying is that when the word of God comes, a challenge also rises. But you must hold on to the word of God. Hallelujah. If God says that this is how I'm going to free you or going to liberate you, hold on to it. And what we are saying is that don't be a shallow Christian who when there's, when there's a little temptation, when there's a little change in circumstances, when there's a little challenge, you say, oh no, I've, I'm, 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 I'm off. I'm gone. We are yet to recover as a church worldwide from COVID in terms of the number of, the number of people who are falling away. But you see, the Bible is true when it said that the love of many shall wax cold because in, in the last days. And it's very true. Number five. Praying at dawn will help you to fight your lack of spirituality. Mm. Isaiah chapter 4. So let me read this. It says, spirituality is achieved by continuous prayer. You cannot achieve spirituality without frequent and continuous prayer times. Your dawn prayers will make you a truly spiritual person. Say amen. amen. Your dawn prayers will make you a truly spiritual person. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28. Beautiful scripture we all know I believe. But it says that Has thou not heard? Has thou not known? Has thou not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no section of his understanding. Next verse. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. You know, in this period, which is a season of prayer, please make sure that you pray. That you have prayer in the prayer season. Because the other day, I remember the prophet saying, sharing, that there was a time he fasted. He decided to fast and pray. But for some reason he could not pray. And he was fasting for three days. He says on the third day. Which was a Sunday. His mother came to visit him. With food. This is a secondary school student. Whose mother has brought food. <laughs> he said my friend and I who were fasting. We couldn't move. They couldn't move. They were weak. He said, put the food somewhere. He said, I couldn't get up to go and see my mother because I was weak. You know, it's true that we are praying and fasting. But you see, rise up at dawn and pray. Because it's, so he said that, I decided to do this exercise again. He decided to try the prayer and fasting again. But this time, he woke up at dawn to pray. 
And the Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. So he had physical strength because he had spiritual strength. And you see, men and brethren, things that manifest themselves in the physical have already started in the spiritual. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. If you are going to be physically strong, you have been spiritually strong already. So let us rise up and pray. Don't be like the person who says, you can ring me, you can wake me, you can shake me, you can do anything. But I want to see, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm really remembering Dr. Yonggi Cho today because he went to Bible school with his mother-in-law. Oh yes, his mother-in-law was his Bible school classmate. That's how he met his wife, the daughter of his mother, his mother-in-law, who was his classmate. And he said that the woman was really into prayer and strict. So she would, I don't know, I think she was staying with them a while. Because he would be asleep. Instead of waking up and pray. Praying, <laughs> she will come and pour cold, cold water on him. <laughs> so rise up and pray. Are you a Christian? <laughs> and he says, when their church began, he used to have done prayer meetings. One day he was fast asleep. I think at that time she wasn't in their house anymore. But they were meeting at the prayer at the church for prayer. And he heard his phone ringing, 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 ringing. When he, when he picked the call. It was his mother-in-law. He said, we have been waiting for you. <laughs> At the prayer meeting, we have been waiting for you. <laughs> and you have not come. Are you still a Christian? <laughs> so he said, he said, he said, there are two, only two people he's afraid of. And there's a God and his mother-in-law. <laughs> so he Organized himself and rushed and arrived at the prayer meeting. When he arrived at the prayer meeting, people were looking at him and they were laughing. <laughs> because he was still in his pajamas. <laughs> he had brought his pajamas to the prayer meeting. <laughs> but you see, it tells me that all of us, you see, because you know, you know the Bible talks about Elias was a man of like passions. I'm sure that is it. Because you see, Elias is a man of God, you know, he commanded the child fire. I'm sure there were times that he lied. And maybe have slept while he was praying. But it was, was a man. It was a man. It was a man. You see, so do not allow your little failures and setbacks in trying to establish a prayer life set you back. Rather, persist. Persist. Unto the saving of the soul. Hallelujah. He said, We are not of them that shrink back or draw back, but we are of those who persist unto the saving of the soul. You will persist until you have a good prayer life in the name of Jesus. You, you, you will force. Amen. I think that's why he said he was like us. He was like us. Ah, people who are like us, they sleep sometimes when they are praying. Yeah. They'll be praying and then they'll wake up. Yeah. And when you've been to all nights, you see that some people are falling asleep. They are gone. And then when you get near them, they wake up. They don't know the topic, but they are forcing to enter into the prayer. Yeah. 
But it has happened to, I mean, I'm sure it has happened to, you know, it is, it's not easy, but God will help us. Amen. Amen. To establish a powerful prayer habit of praying at dawn. Oh, yes. Can be sleeping, you wake you up, you stand, you are still sleeping. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Number six. Praying at dawn will help you to be ready for the battles of the day. Beautiful. No one knows when an evil day arrives. When you pray at dawn, you are ready for the battle of the day. God will lift you up and empower you to overcome whatever has targeted you for that day. You know, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 tells us about prayer. About the armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Next verse. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For he wrestles not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness and high places. Next verse. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. There is such a day as an evil day. Oh yes. <laughs> there is such a day as an evil day. And what you must know about the evil day is that there is no warning. That day when you wake up, there is no change in the sky to tell you that this is an evil day. <laughs> Oh yes, no, it's the Bible that's saying it. You know, in the in the Greek, there are at least three words for evil or bad or wicked. One of the words is sapros. You remember saprophytes? You studied fungi? Okay, you don't remember, but sapros, sapros is something that's a pro. A pro, sapros. Decay Something that decays or ruins So you find that word being translated Also corrupts Yeah, it's it's, it's sports Uh Then the other one The other one The other Greek word for Evil, bad or wicked Is kakos Kakos Bad But this one This evil This word evil here is a Greek word, poneros. Poneros. And poneros is usually used when it is referring not only to any evil, but evil that has been brought by Satan himself. Oh, yes. So, remember the Lord's Prayer where it says that, but deliver us from evil. Some translations render it, but deliver us from the evil one. That Satan has come himself. That's what happened to Job. He was living a nice normal life. When one day Satan himself arose and went to God and said, and God told him, wow, have you seen my servant Job? So oh, yeah, I've seen him. He's too powerful. He's too nice. And Satan said, okay, let's try it. Hey! I mean, from that day, it was an evil day. It was an evil day. 
But you know, when you pray at dawn, when you rise up before the day starts and you usher yourself into prayer, certain things happen. The Holy Spirit becomes involved in your life. In John 16, 13, the Bible says of the Holy Spirit, John 16, 13, it says that, 13, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Please note this. The Holy Spirit knows the things that are to come. In other words, in your day, in the day that you are about to enter, the Holy Spirit already knows the things that are to come in that day. So actually, it is a most dangerous thing to arise and enter the day without having prayed. Now because the Holy Spirit knows the things that are going into that day, let's juxtapose this verse with Romans chapter 8 verse 26. No, Romans 8 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Wow. So it means that you and I, one of our infirmities or our weaknesses is that we don't know the things that are going to come. But we don't know what we should pray for us because if we knew the things that were going to come, we would have prayed appropriately. <laughs> no, no, no. The other day, my wife and I were discussing some people who seem to be taken from where they were straight to their death. It was scary. It was scary. I remember two. One of them, he was in his office somewhere in Accra. And they called him that there's something he must come and attend to on the motorway. So he drove his car to the motorway, parked and where he was, whatever he was attending to, I cannot remember. There was a container, there was an articulator with a container on it behind him. Freak, freak, freak. The container fell on him and killed him. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The other one was a lady who came from Overseas. Hmm. <laughs> she came to Ghana for a few weeks. And her ticket was bought already, a ret- your return ticket on this day. While she was in Ghana, she told her siblings abroad. Ghana is nice so I'm staying for one week more you, 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 you won't believe it in, as part of her moving around in Ghana enjoying Ghana for one more week on her way from one of the cities outside Accra she had an accident and died she's dead Deliver us from evil. Yeah. 
When you wake up and pray and you start, the spirit is praying that Lord, when he receives that call, let his line be engaged or let his phone go off. <laughs> let something happen so that it will not work that he will be at that place when the container falls. When the container falls, it will fall on the ground. He will not be there. Oh, yeah. That's the value of praying in the morning. Asking yourself into the day. I've heard a prophet say once it happened to him. He didn't know that he was about to meet a strange woman. But that morning when he was praying, he felt like praying more. Extra prayers. He prayed. Uh, then he entered the day. And that day... Uh, because look, people who meet strange women and strange men, strange women and strange men, some of them, their testimony is that I don't know how it happened. <laughs> After you're collecting your pants and you're collecting, you say, hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? He says, on another day, there was a meeting. There were some people who had decided that this spiritual leader of a fellowship had done something very wrong. They were going to sort him out. Bring him to book. He says that the meeting was held. But he, the prophet, could not attend the meeting. Because when he woke up, a certain diarrhea seized him. Hey! <laughs> I'm going to get ready to go. <laughs> By the time that diarrhea was over and he was settled, the meeting was over. But you see, what it was was that apparently something was going to see. You cannot be a certain great leader if you have specialized in bringing other people down. And God was delivering him from that one. People met and sorted the guy out but he escaped it. May God lead you into a prayer at dawn that as you are praying you will be delivered from a certain evil. It will not come like you. It will not affect you. So tomorrow, the one we are praying there, wake up and pray. <laughs> wake up and pray. As we pray about the different demons which are like animals which are trying to worry us. <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. And the last point, and then we close, is that praying at dawn will help you to overcome ups and downs. Many Christians live roller coaster spiritual lives. One day up, down, up, down. But waking up to pray at dawn keeps you on a steady course. Yeah, steady course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are, you are, you are moving. You are making progress. 
You are advancing. You are knowing God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm. You know, when I was talking about the um, spirit prayer, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 is another verse I would like to leave you with us, especially if you are praying in tongues. It says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understanding how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Mysteries are unknown things. Your prayer. You see that's why we are praying into the year. I know something that the prophet said I was really touched by. He said that even if something happens that is so bad that you feel that ah, how did this whatever happened he says because you have prayed you are assured I don't know whether you get what I'm saying you see it's not that means that it's not an accident God knew about it yeah God knew about it because sometimes things happen you pray and then still certain bad things happen how do you explain that Explain that by saying that look, I've prayed. I've prayed. I've prayed. So, brethren, may these few points and this little Bible study help us tomorrow. And you see, practically also, practically also, if you can sleep early, you can wake up early. It's a general rule. It's a general. I think that one is us, you know, if you can. So what I'm saying is that some of us may have to alter our lifestyles. Begin at least by selecting one or two days that you know that this day dear, I'll sleep early. Because the movies they have been watching into the night. Hey. One day I called someone for flow prayer. He said, look, the honest things that I slept at two. So I was watching the movie. So you sleep at two. You may have good intentions of waking up at four. <laughs> but your intentions, your good intentions will not be able to overcome your tired body. So begin by setting at least set that look. Because I want to take prayer seriously. Let me have okay, this particular day I'll sleep early. This particular day I'll try this one. Okay, this other day is not so easy, but you see, it is it is you see, prayer is a fight. It's a fight, it's a battle. It's a battle to pray. Oh yes, it's a battle to pray. But the devil knowing that you arm yourself when you pray, he will try not to let you pray. And you use many other things. Look, you may have to buy, you may have to get a house help so that you can pray. As in spend extra money so you can pray. Oh, oh yes. Do anything and everything so that you can pray. Wake up to pray at dawn. God bless you. Let's close. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing. How to pray at dawn. Father, help us. Help us. Begin to pray and ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to show you how. Wisdom. 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 A way out. So that you come out of prayerlessness. You come out of 
ups and downs you come out of the inability to maintain a prayer life to be spiritual Jesus so that you not be shallow Jesus pray Pray and say, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He's a helper. He's an advocate. He's a standby. He's a strengthener. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord. You will help us, Holy Spirit. You will help us, Holy Spirit. Just as you help Jesus, remember that Jesus. Jesus was a man like you and I, but he was held by the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Just as Elijah was a man of like passions like us, we are, but he was held by the Holy Spirit. So help us, Holy Spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Help us. us. With mind by your spirit in the inner man, that we may rise up and pray. We may rise up and stay awake. Amen. Amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed. You may be on YouTube, on Facebook, you are watching. I want to lead you in a prayer to receive Christ as your personal Savior. It's so important. So let's bow our heads and you pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me I know I'm a sinner I cannot save myself please forgive me wash away my sins come and dwell in my heart write my name in the book of life make me a new creature thank you father and I'm born again in Jesus name Amen I am listening We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Legon Hills, Accra. Stay blessed.